You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from a frog teaching young kids how to build tents. It's part of some kind of Boy Scout thing, but there are frogs and they are large. It's kind of cool, but mostly uncomfortable. Uh, but good news, we're talking about Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Also, it's, there's like a Freaky Friday kind of thing. It's it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a, a whole is, episode is, about is it. Is the Freaky Friday with the frogs? Like, are you switching <laughs> minds with the frog? No, no. I think I think the frogs and the Boy Scouts are switching minds. <laughs> we're like they're we're, they're they're frog scouts. Yeah, like let's call them what they are. They're frog they're, scouts. They're frog they're frog scouts. Like the 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 Boy Scouts like lightning struck. And then they switch their 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 brains with like a like and they a only have hole. three days uh-huh. to do some sort of thing. Otherwise, they'll be stuck as frog scouts forever. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon, and welcome to Interdimensional RSS. Of course, this is the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. We we love that you are here to listen to us. We love that you are here to talk about the show with us in its seventh season. Going to go into its second episode of the seventh season. Ah, we can't we can't be more excited. We can't not can't believe it. Are already two episodes in. I feel like we just started. Like we just got here and we already like, have two episodes I feel done. Like that's right. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. I it's, feel like it's your, astounding. Your math is solid. You are a solid yeah. math episode matician. I can definitely count to two before I have to take my shoes off. Anyway, uh welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. If you're new. Hit the subscribe button, like, do all of those things. Uh, if you want to follow us on socials, uh, you could do that on Twitter slash X yes. uh, at Rick and Morty Pod. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. Instagram, Rick and Morty Pod or Rick and Morty Podcast. Really pick either one. We, we have them both now. <laughs> uh, email Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we're on threads. You could, you could do that. We really don't post on there, uh, but we are on the subreddit. So if you want to go to the official Rick and Morty subreddit, rickandmorty.reddit.com, where if you are an avid follower of the subreddit, you may catch an early access to what, like a cold open or something. Cold Brandon? Open. How does that work? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a, like a cold open or something like that. I don't know, Travis, how does that work? No. Oh, oh, oh I yeah. don't know. On a hot summer day. I like to sit back and relax <laughs> with a nice cold open. Yeah. Head, head over, head over to the subreddit every Friday, uh, by, by noon Pacific standard time or Pacific time. It doesn't have to be standard time. It could be, yeah. it could be, it's just Pacific time, whatever that time is at that time. You can you can find the cold open for that week's episode of Rick and Morty every Friday as long as season seven is going it's on. It's the only place to get it to make sure you're heading over to the Reddit. You yeah. can also spend some time on our subreddit, which is Rick and Morty podcast at reddit.com. Hang out. Let us know what you think about the episode. We'd love to see you there. Uh, our website, rickandmortypod.com. Catch episodes, all of our past episodes. Uh, you can also catch videos, video versions of this podcast, as well as all of our other podcasts over on YouTube, youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Finally, big shout out to our patrons over at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Thank you for supporting our show. And, uh, yeah, I hope you're enjoying the post shows. If you're a patron and you haven't been there in a while, uh, check out the exclusive post shows that you can only watch over on Patreon, we talk about all sorts of things. Gets loose, it gets wild in the post show. You know, There's no rules. We don't even talk Mostly about Rick we talk and Morty. about 3D printing and <laughs> fantasy football. But uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's fun. You have a blast. It's all we the, have a good time. It's all the topics that you really, really love, and you're like, I wish they'd talk about this instead of Rick and Morty, the thing I'm actually interested in listening to the podcast about. Um, I do want to. I do want to throw a shout out to old Philip Marks who who shot me a blue sky invite. And so if you are so inclined, you can follow us over at something, 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 Rick and Morty pod over on blue sky. <laughs> they have like complicated links there. Um, I do. Ha- we do have a we'll, social media. We'll figure it out. We do yeah, have a social media. We're, we're not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but just just like anything else, don't expect us to interact with you too much. But if you send me something, I'll probably I'll probably respond to you. So that that's great news. There's a, there's a high probability of that happening. Um, all right. Without any further ado, e- either you just got done watching the second episode or maybe you watched it last night. And, and, and the first thing you want to do is 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 throw on a podcast and listen to our thoughts about it. We're so glad you're here. 
And the only thing standing between you and our thoughts on the episode is a segment we like to call semi-pertinent news. Semi-pertinent news. Semi-pertinent news. You know, if you if you do the lighter I, enough, it it starts to get you like a little bit of a callus on your thumb. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, sometimes, I don't recommend it. It gets, it gets it hurts. Hot. It gets hot. Yeah, it gets uncomfortable, yeah. and your your physician will be like, "Don't do that, Brandon." Yeah, it's not safe. Pyrotechnics on this podcast, we're not authorized. Yeah, my my thumb um, has, has such it, it's such a right now it's like it's blistering a little bit, and and I you know I I would I would show it to you live on camera, Travis, and I would show it to our our listeners. On audio, if you go to Rick and Morty Pod on X, just kidding. Uh, it's not blistering, but it does hurt significantly. Okay. Anyways, Travis, I'm sorry, uh, to, I'm sorry to hear that, Brandon. Lead us, lead us. Uh, as <laughs> you know, if you are an avid listener of this podcast, uh, we recorded our season premiere episode yeah. a little early. Uh, we actually recorded it in advance of the season premiere, uh, released it. Hopefully, you've gotten to listen to that episode. Uh, but there's there's important news that has come out since the recording of that episode. <gasps> oh and my gosh, is... Travis, 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 Travis. Before before we before you say what you're gonna say, I just want to say click, 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 actual pertinent news, because this is very, oh. very, very, very pertinent to so pertinent. The, the the show that we we're talking about, Rick and Morty. Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to introduce that concept for you to now announce what you're gonna announce. I mean, it's it's the same news. <laughs> it didn't change because you changed the no, title. No, no, but it's it's not semi pertinent. Notice it is it's it's, 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 it's incredibly extreme, pertinent. It's extremely it's incredibly pertinent. pertinent. <laughs> uh, and that is, of course, that a week ago, by the time you're listening to this, uh, the new voice actors who are taking on the title characters, Rick and Morty, have officially been announced. They have names. They 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 they're credited. They they we know who they are. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Ian Cardoni, who voices Rick, yep. and Harry Belden, who voices Morty. Yep. Uh, th- before we even really saw, like, I don't know the 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 most of the information that I have about these individuals comes out of a Hollywood Reporter article. Uh, that is t- that is linked in the show notes, but it's called "How Rick and Morty Cast Its New Voice Stars," uh, and and this is this is a good interview that uh, is with co-creator Dan Harmon as well as Rick and Morty showrunner Scott Martyr, and 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 they talk a little bit about the process they went through to hire these new writers. Um, what what is different with having two people play? The, the characters instead of just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, my, my computer is wigging out there for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two, two, two characters instead of one. Um, yeah. They, they mentioned in that, that interview, uh, because you know, the, the thing is with, uh, disgraced <laughs> show, uh, co-creator, Justin Roiland, uh, the you know he was doing he was doing both voices, and uh, what one of the things they they talked about in the article is they saw how it wore on him, uh, wore on Royland having to do both both yeah. voices for all that that stuff. So they really just wanted to get two different voice actors to do Rick and Morty, um, to to ease both of the, their voices. Um, so I thought that I thought that was interesting uh, because yeah, like it the the registers between the two characters is is different and to have to do that to basically double up your workload in order to do to to his voices that make that makes sense um there was another there was another point of the article that i thought was really interesting which you know i pointed out to you travis which is uh they for the first for the season premiere uh it sounds like it was already recorded that uh, there was already at least uh, a, a good amount of work done for that the season premiere, and that the uh, Ian and Harry had to go back and re-record a bunch of stuff, and that includes a Mr. Yeah. Poopy Butthole, who I think John Allen, I think is the name, David Allen or John Allen. Um, so a third, a third voice actor to do Mr. Yeah. Poopy Butthole. Um, and so like the thought of that was, well, they're already. 
because they're already coming in, they're doing significant rework. We don't want to also have them do poopy butthole on top of all that type of stuff. So I thought yeah. that I thought that was interesting. It kind of goes back to a thought that we had that maybe they had to re-record some stuff uh, with the new voice actors. Uh, and so that's kind of a, a soft confirmation anyway. And, and, and a lot of this kind of is is even more complicated by the fact that there was both a writer's strike and more importantly, the the SAG after strike that is that is still ongoing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because of that, these two individuals, Ian and Harry, have not done any interviews yet because yep. they're they're holding true to uh the rules of the strike. So so that I I wonder if that's part of the reason that they've kind of kept the names secret as well up until the point when they actually released the episode. Um, I'm sure I'm sure these guys are getting a lot of attention yeah. right now from folks kind of reaching out. Uh, but obviously, oh, and you? I'm sure. Oh, Ian, it's, oh my God, <laughs> you're the one, you're the new voice. Like, Harry, come on, man. Why didn't you tell me? You know, that and, type of and, stuff. And relatively young guys that are unknown. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty unknown yeah. to, to the industry. And, and that's one of the things that, that Dan and Scott talk about in the interview as well is the, the freshness that they're going to bring to these characters actually expands potentially uh, the length that the show can go on, right? Like mm -hmm. the, they, they are starting fresh and it, within the seventh season and could potentially extend the show even longer. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Really interesting. Um, if you want to catch the full article again, the, the link will be in the show notes, but, um, lots, lots of good information about how they became part, part of the show and, and the process and how many different auditions they had to go through to kind of find the right fit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know for, for me looking back on the last week and looking at the, the fan response to the new voices, I feel like for the most part, it has been overwhelmingly positive. I, I think there are some folks that have, have reached out to me directly and been like, eh, Mr. Poopy Butthole didn't feel right to me or, or have some, some nagging thoughts about it. But now that we're two episodes in and me rewatching the shows multiple times for the sake of this podcast, <laughs> I feel like I've watched a whole season of Rick and Morty already with the new voice actors. I'm very used to them. Yeah. Like already. Yeah. I will I will say Morty less featured so far within the first two episodes. Mm -hmm. But for for the most part, what we've gotten of Rick, um, I'm kinda I'm kinda used to it. I'm I I, I don't really I don't feel a significant difference. We 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 talked about this leading up to the the new season, any of the promos where we're like, well, I mean, the, the voices have, have obviously shifted from the first season to, to now. And and I I would argue that if nobody, if nobody knew anything about Royland, if nobody knew anything about the voice changes at all, they would go into this new season and be like, the voice sounds a little bit different. Okay. And move, moving on because, because to yeah. me, the voices are, are that close and they are that different from like season one to season five that it, it doesn't, it's not that much of a leap, honestly. Uh, I think, <laughs> I, I think the, the poopy butthole maybe is, is the, the one that does stand out the most, but even sure. in Reddit, like folks have been like, it's less annoying. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> yeah. But, sure. I, but I think they, I think people would notice more of the, They'll notice that they'll notice more of like the screechy, high pitched ones than they yeah. will Rick and Morty because I think there's a lot of people who who capture the that aspect of them pretty closely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I it takes me back to that conversation that we overheard at, at Comic Con over the summer where someone assumed that they had replaced the voice actors like two seasons ago. Um, for 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 that level of viewer, they they probably won't notice much of a difference that's, at all. That's right. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, if you want to want to check out the full article, highly recommend you do so. And uh, as soon as we are able to talk to any of the people <laughs> that we just mentioned, whether that be voice actors, Dan Harmon himself, Scott Martyr again, yeah, just you know, we'll let you know. We'll let you know when we can. Uh, we can we can talk to them a little T bit. Tell more you what, you'll be in the, the you'll be you'll be the first to know because you'll hear it live yeah, that's, or that's how it works yeah 
Um, um, we'll tra- yeah, we'll- for- any other news that I wasn't tracking, Brandon? Because I felt like that was the major. major yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am, I am playing Cyberpunk again, so that, that's good. Um, oh, interesting. But, but okay. other, other than that, uh, no. There's oh, uh, Vampire, uh, Vampire Hunters is a, a multiplayer now, so that that's cool. But no, um, Far less pertinent. Yeah, the Vampire Survivors. Sorry. Um, but as far as the Dan Harmon social media minute minute. There's no news. Yeah, no news, no posts. He has given us no posts. His 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 posting schedule was infrequent at best in the off season. He has not changed that for season seven. That's so, right. uh, no Dan Harmon social media minute, which means we've gotten through all of our semi pertinent news. And uh, when we come back, it'll be time for us to get into uh, all the details from this latest episode. Uh, so stick around. And we will be right back. All right, here we go. Uh, It is now time for the reason that you downloaded and or streamed this podcast in the first place. It is time for a segment we like to call the main thing. Main thing. Main thing. Welcome to the main thing. That really is sold it at the end there, but <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's the main thing where we talk about the actual main topic of today's episode, which is Stephen. Stephen. Steven, Steven. His name is Steven Seagal. Steven Evan. <laughs> episode Oob. Uh, <laughs> uh, season seven, episode two, The Jarek Trap. That's right. Uh, air date 2023, October 22nd. Um, we forgot to grab the written by and directed by. Sorry, everybody. That that's that's okay. But uh, the pre- do you have that? I don't have that. Do you have that yet? No. You know, and here and here's why, Travis, is because uh, normally what we do, we're recording every, for everyone's knowledge. We're recording this on a Thursday. Well, I get the I get the update for who who wrote and directed the episode on Friday. So we don't actually have that information yet. And yes, I am. Tra- Travis is going out of town this weekend. <laughs> and yes, we had to, we had to get ahead of things. I things am, will be back to normal next I am, week. I am doing the Homer Sato Voce where it's, <laughs> it's loud whispering. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, so we don't, we don't have that information. Uh, sorry. I know Kudos that- to the amazing people that wrote and directed this episode. We know you're amazing and fantastic. And well, thank you for your, all of your hard work. 100, 100%. Uh, the Bernopsis, Travis, why don't you, why don't you take the Bernopsis for us? Gotta be mindful, bruh. Big brain stuff here. Ooh. Uh, and let me translate that for you, everyone. With our synopsis, mind brain scramble is no problem for burger and fries. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, the title references uh, to The Parent Trap, The Jarek Trap, The Parent Trap. I've never, yeah, I've, I have, I've never I have, seen it. So I have, I have to say, Brandon, as we get into this title reference, yeah. the topic of The Parent Trap, mm-hmm. uh, a highly uh, controversial topic in my household. Yeah. You because to, as you yeah. well know, uh-huh. there are two popular films uh by the name of the parent trap yeah. the 1968 classic starring Haley Mills of course Haley and Mills, yeah she went the on to arguably, a successful uh congress career uh, sure, pres- president yes yes uh and then the 1998 new classic yep with Lindsay Lohan yep and almost the exact same plot right the parent trap now Brandon I have a couple of questions for you first <laughs> Have you seen one or both of these movies? Um, I have not uh, seen either of them, uh, but oh I my but I generally know Ooh. what they're about. Uh, they're about um, parents who are just too too harsh on their young children, and their children rebel, and then they r- unleash uh, a a revolution that changes 
U.S. history for the better, I think. Um, the, get rid of the bourgeoisie. Um, and it's like there's a whole thing with like games. They're hungry. What are you talking about right now? Are you talking about the Hunger Games? Okay. Well, I didn't know that it was <laughs> at the same movie, you know? But okay. Anyways, so uh, you tell me. Basic premise is there is a married couple that divorces, but they have twin baby children. So they divorce and decide to just each take one kid and never tell the kid that they have a twin <laughs> sister until one summer they happen to be at the same summer camp. They realize that they're sisters and then switch places so that the one kid can meet their mom and the other kid can meet the dad all with the idea that they're going to entrap their parents into getting back together. Hence the parent trap. Um, okay. The, imp the important thing <laughs> to notice about this is none of the base uh, plot points of the parent trap have anything to do with this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because yeah. this is, this is much <laughs> more of a freaky Friday situation. Again, a set of Disney properties, one made uh, in like the 60s <laughs> or 70s, a later version made in the 90s. Um, definitely a Freaky Friday. They even reference it being a Freaky Friday throughout the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like Jerry and Rick making the Jarek trap, it, it rolls off the tongue as a better episode. Yeah, that, that's that's true. That's true. I also want to point out the Vince Vaughn horror film, Freaky, which is basically a play off of Freaky Friday, but where... Uh, the the young woman switches bodies with a serial killer and the serial killer is then like killing in the, the body of a, a 16 year old girl. Um, so I just want to throw that out there where Vince Vaughn is solid act, premise. acting like it a doesn't get old girl. Uh, There's being, so many applications. So for many it. applications. Anyway. Uh, OK, so so that that's the title references. Obviously, the parent trap more of a Freaky Friday, though. Uh, let, let's go ahead and, and talk about I, I want comments, though. I want comments from from the listeners. Yeah. Which do you prefer? The 1968 <laughs> Parent Trap or the 1998 Parent Trap. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be having this conversation with my wife later, so I need to know. Oh my gosh! Uh, everybody in the comments. Please, all right, all right. Please, the theme please do. Is please do, because Travis won't shut the hell up about it. <laughs> uh, all right. So the theme. Oh, we're, I mean, he, Jerry, Rick. They're in the, the they're in the title. This it's a huge theme for the whole episode. Is is this relationship between Rick and Jerry? Uh, a little bit with the family. We'll, we'll you know, I think we'll, we can explore some of that stuff in a little sure. bit. But but first and foremost, it's this idea that Rick and Jerry, they they pretend like they hate each other so much, but maybe there's something more there. Travis, you want to talk about that? Well, yeah, I I, I think it's interesting and and um, this the 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 setup for this episode was kind of like confusing for me. Um, but when you get into the meat of the episode where the the shuffle has happened and now the the Rick is indistinguishable from the Jerry and you you don't end up with two versions of 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 you know like it's Rick in one body, Jerry in another body. You really get like a, a blending of the two. Um it allows the parts of Rick that are are coarse and 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 sort of walled up and 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 closed off to be more open, uh, and it allows the qualities of Jerry, where he's not as smart, not as not as capable, those go away because he can play off Rick's, you know, mental fortitude. But then he can bring his sort of free flowing, you know, relaxed attitude to the situation. And, and it allows them to kind of have conversations with each other about Rick and Jerry that they would have probably never had had they maintained their whole consciousness, right? And so there's a couple lines in here that I think are really interesting when they're, when they're building the machine that will ultimately unscramble them. Uh, one, Rick admitting that when he yells at Jerry and calls him useless, he doesn't always mean it. Right. I don't, I don't think that's something we would get Rick to say on his own. Mm -hmm. um, and that's followed with with Jerry saying that when he calls Rick an angry asshole, his, uh, he, he is the closest thing 
that Jerry has to a friend. And I think yeah. I think that vulnerability, that that ability for them to share that with each other, um, it it shows a significant amount of growth between these two characters. Um, but I don't know. Have you kind of seen any other? Do you feel like there's been growth and development between these characters over seven seasons or have they kind of sort of still ended up in that like father-in-law hatred versus like, <laughs> you know, like superiority complex yeah. sort of situation? Yeah, no, I, I, th I think I, I think there's been growth. We've talked about it on, on various episodes throughout the last couple seasons where uh, we, there's been little moments where we're, Rick has clearly cared about Jerry and like uh with a uh the fortune cookie episode right like yeah <laughs> Jerry like oh you're my friend and Rick's like no why did you do that you stupid stupid bull <laughs> um but you know what what I what I think more so is instead of there being subtext for the the viewer to to be reading into those things this yeah. is a, this is a very direct kind of line for us to to take in and say, okay, we don't have to read into subtext anymore. We have been seeing this growth. We have been seeing this in, improvement of the relationship over the last couple seasons. We don't have to imagine or or hypothesize about it anymore. It's there in the text. They're saying it to each other, uh, and it's in a, and it's an honest reflection of of who they are. <laughs> the 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 Rick yeah. Jerry and the Jerry Rick where they're like, yeah, we're, we're being honest with each other a little bit. So, um, yeah. so I do, I do think that, I think that is just kind of an acknowledgement from the writers and to, to say, yeah, like they, they do care about each other. The same thing with the, uh, uh, the Hellraiser episode, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like Rick felt bad about picking on Jerry so much, even with the, the Hellraiser, the, the Cenobites. Right. So, yeah, well, and I, I, that kind of clues in a little bit on like the almost like that, that older sibling, younger sibling sort of situation where like, yeah, you can, you can pick on your younger sibling all you want because that's your little brother or sister. But as soon as somebody else picks mm -hmm. on them now, no, that's, that's not allowed, right? That's, that's for me. <laughs> and, and now I'm going to defend them. Um, so yeah, maybe there's a little bit of that at play. It's just like that, that relationship has frustrations and Rick doesn't always want to be bothered by Jerry's little, you know, you know, rake situations yeah. or things like that. But I, I do, um, I do, uh, you yeah. know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to mention this, this thing, the observation I had, which is when they, so the, the whole thing is they're, they're switching <laughs> like Rick wants to switch bodies, uh, switch switch minds, and minds are tied to the body, and then it, that leads to some stuff we'll talk in our favorite bits. But um, eventually, there's this. In order to bring them back to lives, uh, the it, it's like this kind of the fly situation where they mix and match DNA, mix and ma match brain stuff, uh, and so it's basically Jerry Rick in one body in Rick's body and then Rick Jerry in Jerry's body. And uh, when, when that situation is first kind of presented very kind of very confusing, right? Because everything is done sure. in Rick's voice. Everything is done in Jerry's voice. Um, but like the initial reaction for, for the Rick part of the brain is very antagonistic, very aggressive is being like, shut up. I'm Rick. Uh, you you dumb idiot and then the other body saying no i'm rick you dumb idiot and then they're arguing and they're they're arguing back and forth uh while they're on the phone with with the the gangster uh i forget his name chuckles chuckles yeah and, and so i i think that's interesting that the first reaction is like the the most prominent dominant part of the brain is is that rick but once they start settling into it once they start being like Okay, now we we got through the initial reaction. We're not overreacting anymore. Let's see what's going on. That's when they start being more Jerry-ish. And yeah. they're like, oh, let's, you know what? We don't have to be so pissed off. We're kind of like, let's just go with the flow. Let's be like doofus Rick. <laughs> let's let, let <laughs> yeah. like we're hanging out at the at the Jerry Burium, right? Like Jerry Burry, we're it's fine. Gene has our rake. Let's let's check it out. 
And yeah. and so it's interesting to me that it starts very aggressive, very like to then like, actually, you know what? Let's just have fun. <laughs> this is we're we're good. We're exploring our feelings. And, and and that gets us ultimately to a point where they can no longer operate on their own and they have to combine into the entity known as Jarek <laughs> or Jeriki. Jeriki. <laughs> which Jeriki is arguably more powerful than Rick on his own. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe that there are aspects of Jerry that when added to Rick, make Rick more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? Do you like. I. Uh, explain to somebody that is on the subreddit right now <laughs> complaining about how useless Jerry is. How do you justify the fact that he is that Jericky is more powerful with the addition of? Jerry? Oh man, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into like leadership and <laughs> and team team dynamics here for a, for a second. Yeah. Oh, it, it's yeah. like it's I. Every person has their strengths and their weaknesses. Everybody has a strength. Everybody has a weakness, right? And and. My goal isn't to improve my weaknesses because what that does is ultimately weaken my strengths. My goal is to find those who complement my my strengths with their strengths to overcome my weaknesses. So if if I have a strength, you you, you crushed it. You just, <laughs> you just that was perfect. Okay, that, that that's that. I mean that that's that's the that's the thing. I have strengths. You have strengths. Your strengths might be my weaknesses. I mean, let I mean, we're fucking look at this podcast, for example, like my my lack of planning is my is is a weakness like you have that as a as a strength. I have more of a oh, let's fucking go with the flow. I don't even know what these show notes say right now. I'm going I'm going with the flow. Right. But but we're we're working together and we've created something. Yeah. Uh, and and you bring interesting other opinions and you have this whole <laughs> other other you know, source of knowledge to pull from. Um, but I, th- I think that is really, you, you nailed it when you said, you know, not just uh, improving on your weaknesses, but, you know, finding others that can, that can, you know, bring their strengths to fill in those gaps. Um, I, Jerry has strengths and it's been shown throughout this, the show in different ways where, where Jerry can step up and uh, the things he he's not great at a lot of things and the things he's bad at, he's really bad at, but he does have some strengths. And when Jericky is the synthesis of the best parts of both of them, mm-hmm. yes, I think that that is stronger than Rick on his own. Yeah. Um, have, and, and it makes sense. Have, yeah. Having having fun, uh, some 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 emotional intelligence that that Rick lacks. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. the the whole burger and fries thing <laughs> is like that's that 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 could be a little bit of Rick, right? Like Rick does like having fun, but he's he doesn't he doesn't always let himself be super silly. Like doesn't let himself yeah. like be yeah. like goofy, right? Um, like the the stuff with the Rick, I I think the the stuff with Gene and the Rake when it comes back around, we're introduced that that in the beginning of the episode, uh, right right towards the middle of the episode. They're like, yeah, oh, that's right, the rake. Oh, we forgot about the rake. And then they're like, oh, you know, it'd be funny if we, if we did like a holographic rake, and then he tries to grab it and he can't do it, right? Um, and then and that kind of be like that kind of being the the resolution for the episode too. Just just entertaining that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like like Rick won't even roll things. out from underneath the car to entertain an idea like that. Working together to build, you know, a three D like. Uh, x-ray machine so they can they can identify the rake and all these like that that is another situation where it takes both of them Mm -hmm. for that to become a possibility so um that is i don't know that's really interesting i i I think it is a fun exploration in terms of an episode um to look at the strengths of both characters and again that relationship between Jerry and Rick, do I feel like in the future they're going to completely rewrite their interactions? No, I think that's part of why they had those lines in there about, you know, when Rick is back in his body, he's going to act a certain way and Jerry's going to act a certain way as well. 
and we see it at the end of the episode when they're sitting at breakfast, right? They're like, they're back to their old selves. But I think it's still, you know, enlightening for us as viewers to kind of understand what's happening below the surface within that relationship and, mm-hmm. and, and, and what makes them tick. Um, one other theme from this episode uh, that we could touch on just for a minute is this idea of like brain privilege. And, and he talks about it mostly in the cold open. Um, but it's this idea that we are smart because of our brain. Uh, are we smart because of our brain or because we like work to become smart? Rick is making an argument at the very beginning where he's saying, you're, you just think genius is random that I just, but I was born crying and screaming just like everybody else. And then I became the smartest person in the world or in the universe. Don't like, don't like throw that away. Uh, and he makes a very like clear statement about like the brain is hardware. I can put my mind in your brain and nothing's going to change. <laughs> and then he immediately disproves this point. Like <laughs> immediately. Yeah. What, did, what did you think about how all that went down? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I haven't I haven't been able to really parse through the philosophical thoughts that I have on 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 that um because it, I mean realistically I from a science and physiology anatomy perspective I don't know if that's accurate right like studying social sciences and psychology like I I don't I there's a whole nature versus nurture nature versus nurture. Like, I I don't, I I, I don't know. Uh, I have a hard time. I I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both, right? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I'm going to use it in terms of like computers, right? Like if you want to write a, a program on a computer, you can do that with a really old and, you know, not updated computer. Or you can do that with like the top of the line, fastest processors, you know, tons of RAM, all that stuff, right? You could do it with a really strong piece of hardware, a really, you know, weak piece of hardware. You could probably write the same program, but how quickly you get to the answer, how quickly you get to a solution, how how well it operates, um, you know, you're going to have different levels of of effectiveness, but given the same situation, you could probably get comparable things. It's a bad analogy no, when we're talking no, about uh, brains, uh, uh, but I, I think, I think, I think uh, you, you triggered something in my, in my brain, in my brain, Travis, which, which is uh, it's like when you go on steam uh, for those who don't know, steam is a marketplace where you can download a bunch of games. Everybody uh, that listens to this podcast knows exactly what steam is. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's like, if you go to steam, send right? us a note, if you don't know what steam is, <laughs> uh, steam, Travis, you have a PC. I don't have a PC right now. I, I have my, my MacBook. right? Um, there are, there are some games which don't have that aren't compatible with Macintosh. Okay. So, so some of those games you can play it right away. You can you can download it. It goes into your your PC. Uh, maybe you have some configuration stuff you have to change, right? Like oh uh, my graphics card isn't that that powerful. Oh I don't have that much RAM. Okay let me let me set the the settings to medium instead of ultra max. Now that that's that's yours and it works it works for the fine for the most part. Like it's just download cool start it and run it. Whereas the MacBook I'm like oh okay. It's not native to this operating system. What I can do, though, is I can download Windows. I can dual boot into a Windows environment, and then I can load the game up, and then I can play the game. But if I just download the game as it is, it's not going to play on my my computer. I have to do a lot of working around and doing like a, a lot of half-ass shit to get it to, to work, and then it's not going to work as well. So, so at the beginning of the episode, when Rick puts his his mind into Jerry's brain. It's like downloading, uh, you know, uh, he cyber- downloaded Baldur's gate <laughs> to his MacBook, <laughs> and it's, and, and it up. was a configuration nightmare. Cyberpunk directly to the MacBook. It ain't, it ain't working. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't working. I, it, uh, and that, and that, and that's why Rick in Jerry's brain, uh, immediately shoots himself. Um, I, it's a very dark, uh, 
cold open, but it's very interesting, very to the point, um, pretty pretty quickly. Uh, but I I think it's really interesting because the the first time I watched the episode, the the brain swap once like the brains were shuffled back together. Mm-hmm. It was super hard for me to understand what was happening yeah, at first. Yeah. Because sure. I was like, so is is Rick in this body and Jerry's in this one or what's going on? Because like mid-sentence, and this is a credit to the writing, that they would change persona in the middle of a statement. You're lucky I'm so smart that I even let you in Rick's garage or something, right? Yeah. Like, like personifying both aspects of of the characters in, in in what they're saying it's once once you understand the idea of the episode you can kind of get through that a little bit better yeah but it's it's very jarring at first and i i, I wonder if anybody else had issues with that, that it, it was it was weird for me the first time i watched it no 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 and, and you know full full disclosure so we we got the first two episodes Again, we, we talked about this last week, but we got the first two episodes of screen. Uh, so we watched both episodes. This episode, I, I watched it the first time. And uh, then going into re- record the episode for, for episode one, I was like, what was this second episode about? Right. I, I had a, I was like trying to remember, like, what exactly happened? What were things going on? And part of that part of that inability for me to like remember or like fully grasp what had happened was like because I was confused going through the episode the, the first time because I was confused and I fully didn't I didn't fully digest it or, or comprehend it I didn't quite remember it and so I wonder uh, for those folks who are, are watching the episode for the first time maybe you didn't watch it a second time was that difficult for you yeah do you do you need to go back and watch it again for me maybe it's because we well, and you, maybe it's because we're old people. Maybe the answer is yes, we, we you do need to watch it again because there is, there is, because it's hey, in we've Rick's. We've got aging hardware, it's as in, they say, Brandon. It's in Rick's voice. It's in Rick's voice, but he's acting like Jerry, but then he's acting like Rick in like a same sentence. That's really hard to follow when you don't have any visual cues, which I think yeah. going back to uh, Night Family was one of the things that uh, uh, they were talking about at, at the panel. They wanted to the glowing eyes. They wanted to make sure that you knew the viewer that they were switching to the night family when when summer was always it was like, oh, it's night summer now. Her eyes switched uh, instantly. So you you would have that cue to to kind of like uh, ground you uh, to understand what's going on. There was not such uh, a, a grounding for this episode. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And outside of maybe like, no, I was going to say they messed up their hairs, but I think that was just to, (laughs) to show that neither one of them was authentically Jerry or Rick. They were some sort of mix between the two. Um, that's, that's your visual. (laughs) That's your visual that you get for this episode. Uh, I have in the show notes is genius random. We could discuss it or we could get into, uh, some other (laughs) topics. So (laughs) just, just, uh, (laughs) just let us know. In the comments, uh, send send us an email. What you think if genius is random or not? Uh, we'll talk about rake situations uh, in our favorite bits. Uh, a few things. Uh, most of these just like random quotes or things from the episode that I that I particularly enjoyed. Um, but starting off, and I kind of mentioned it in that cold open, uh, the immediate deaths after they swapped minds. Uh-huh. Uh, every time I watch it, just like it's so. It's so funny and sad at the same time, like how how ill-equipped they are to be in each other's shoes, so to speak. <laughs> like Rick is just the existential dread of having to deal with Jerry's brain for even seconds immediately <laughs> is pushes him over the edge. He, he, he can't handle it. He, he has to end it all. And then Jerry's attempt to operate Rick's body with all of the, you know, upgrades and and cybernetics and things like that, he just screws it up immediately <laughs> to 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 his own demise. Yeah, it it's it's like it's like going from uh, Windows 11 to MS DOS and being like, 
how do how do I how do I start up a program? Oh, see, where's the mouse? Colon slash. Okay, uh, gorillas.exe. Like that's 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 the <laughs> game. Oh, the, and uh, and then on the opposite end of the and yep, opposite end of the spectrum. Oh God, my my light went off. No, that that's not applicable to the uh, uh, <laughs> actual. Um, episode For the audio listener audio Brandon listener. accidentally turned his lights off <laughs> um but the uh, the opposite of the spectrum is like loading gorillas on uh like if you if you have any old games and you put it on like a new operating system where like everything is like super speed and it's like because the processor is just so much faster that everything is yeah. working too fast and it, it, it screws everything up anyway. you have to create an emulator to be able to play something yeah. so old. An emulator to make it go slower so that it will yeah. go the speed that it needs to go on your processor. Man, look at, we're showing our IT cred here. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. Who'd have thought? Um, one, one of the uh, the group of gangsters that ends up kidnapping Morty. Chomsky. Uh, Chucksley. Chucksley. I don't know why I, I keep saying Chomsky. Chom- Chomsky. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, he's trying to explain who Rick is to these uh, these other goons. And at one point he refers to him as a chaotic neutral sci-fi guy. <laughs> and that's my new favorite way to describe Rick. I, I just I love it so much. Yeah, that, that, that's good. That, that's great. That's great. Um, there there you have a you have a lot of, of notes here. That I'm like going through. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. So I'm, I kind of remember that. I kind of remember that I one. I kind of remember that. Um, where where it says you're a half Jerry, uh, that's because they both of the Jericks, um, use that insult on each other. You're a half Jerry. No, you're a half Jerry. <laughs> like the the you know, I don't know. I the, the, the part that I that I the part that I loved is them them trying to both do the taken thing. <laughs> and then uh and then like they're arguing back and forth and then they they both they both say the line at the, at the same time uh and then they're arguing about like you know how long it takes me to make to to make this mystique <laughs> like uh like i any anything with taken like good luck i'm 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 a fan of liam neeson you, you know <laughs> yeah uh another great film reference uh, from this episode happens uh, when they're in the cr- in the criminal restaurant, uh, and and Rick's body is trying to access all of his implants, and so with he bears down and uh, initiates the conehead implant, uh, which on its own is like a cheap throwaway gag, uh-huh. but when combined. Uh, with showing them being able to work together, and he creates a conehead missile that uh, <laughs> ends up impaling poor old Chucksley. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was great. And Rick's Rick's face as he emerges from he's just <laughs> I don't know, full of joy. It's a I don't know. It's 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 a great bit. Um. So so far, what I'll say is. is Gene, who we are introduced uh, not too long ago, right? He's he's not a he's not a he's not an he's old been character. Around a little a, bit, a se- but not as seasons. not as prominent as, in the first two episodes. Yeah, yes, yeah, a lot of airtime. Um, so, uh, so when when Jer- Jerry and Rick they go on to do their uh, burger and fries adventures, uh, they 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 leave this note for the family, uh. And they talk about how uh, Rick, Jerry wanted to leave a note. Rick didn't. It would have been too Jerry to leave a note. It would have been too Rick not to leave a note. So here's a note that's written that's poorly thought out. And then, and then Gene comes to the window. He's like, "Hey, did you guys get a note?" And his note is is very long. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought thought that was a good got the good little uh, guy. That cracked me up. I also liked uh, when they found the note. How Summer's like, should we read it in Rick's voice or Dad's <laughs> voice? Yeah. I I I I like uh, the whole Beth thing where she's like, you can't you can't come in or touch me uh, until we figure this out. And they're both like, oh, both of them are like, ooh, no, oh, what do you take us for? Uh, which is like, good. Let's not let's not go into that. What's funny is they go, oh, no, what do you take us for? And then both look at each other and immediately get to work. 
<laughs> so it's like it's like the Rick side of like, oh, that's gross. And then the Jerry side of like, we got a job to do. Like we <laughs> this is motivation. We need to get this done. Yeah. Um, th- there's also like a line that uh that Rick says at some point where she's like, I, I can't can't figure out how much of you is my dad and how much of you is my husband or whatever. And he's like, Oh, I've been to that part of the internet or something like that. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's very, it's very quick, but, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, moving on after, uh, a, after an ad break, then we get into like this epic chase scene with burger and fries. Right. And it starts with two guys who are just carrying a pane of glass. And one of them's talking about who'd have thought that the make a, make a wish kid would just want a, a giant piece of glass or whatever. <laughs> and then they smash right through it. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, like they had to add more stakes to them breaking the glass. So it's a make a wish kids glass. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Um, the uh, when when Jericky is in his full final form, uh, and Morty Summer, daughter wife, you are now you are safe now, Jericky. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that Not Beth, uh, daughter wife. I want to I, I want to shout out to uh, Ian and uh, Chris Parnell for for like having having the voiceovers so where they're talking at the same time at the same cadence at the same pace at the same tone. To be able to get that, like I, I would, I'm interested to know like what the process of doing that was. Like if one person yeah. recorded, record, recorded it, they heard it, and then like, okay, now I'm going to copy that exact type of tone and, and cadence. I, I'd be interested to see something like that. But I, I, yeah, I always when, thought that was cool. When, when we talked to Chris, one of the questions we asked is, have you, have you ever like recorded scenes with anybody else that you're, you know, in a scene with, and and typically. Uh, him and Sarah were saying that typically, no, they they just record their lines, they record a bunch of takes mm-hmm. of their lines, and then that's all edited together into what we see in the episode. I almost wonder if that was an opportunity where they're like, all right, let's get them both together yeah, and see if we can have them. Because so, you know how like matching is 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 a lot easier when you're with someone or sure, or, or yeah. doing it live. I w- I wonder if that's something where they 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 attempted to get them into a studio together and or I, something to to record. And that. I do know they're, they're you know ADR uh you know, like um in DaVinci Resolve like they they have the ADR stuff. I know Pro Tools probably has it too where like it just it's like a, a segment of audio and it just repeats over and over again, repeats over and over again, repeats over and over again, repeats and then like you 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 have that and then you're like repeats over and over again, 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 right? But then, like having having the Rick voice or the Jerry voice doing that, and just like trying to match that 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 tone for it until it's like okay, perfect, cool, next yep. next line. Um, but anyway. yeah, and and the fact that they probably had to rush through some of these early episodes with with the new actors like that they're able to to get that done yeah uh, is impressive stuff uh did you catch the subtle donkey kong reference when jericky uh is is fighting the thugs in 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 the room where everything is flammable i didn't i didn't i didn't catch that no (laughs) so 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 he runs up like an incline and and the and the uh and there's a bunch of barrels up there and he starts rolling barrels (laughs) down the ramp and they're like jumping over them and then at the top jericky like beats his chest it's it's subtle but it's i definitely think it's a donkey Kong. okay reference. all right yeah, <laughs> yeah i did i, did, I didn't because who else that. throws barrels down inclined platforms and beats I, and beats their chest jericky yeah, and donkey exactly. and donkey Kong. um <laughs> the the fact that chucksley comes back travis uh with with a hole in it, with a hole in his chest, it's like, is that a is that a reveal or or has he always had the the hole there? Did he always have that? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just seeing this. Guy. Um, but then but then him dying because he just he's he's what is he uh, something about work? Did right? you get shot? <laughs> nah, just my stitches weren't set. I'm just always he sound like I'm too aggressive or something. I'm like no, he's, too. Uh, he talks. He's he's like uh, he he lists for his work or something like that. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. A, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like that. And I like that his final dying is, uh, Jericky gives him a, a hamburger. He's like, oh, 
thank you. How old is this? <laughs> and then and then he dies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on on the way home from being rescued, Jericki is 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 flying the 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 spaceship. All the rest of the family is sitting quietly in the back. Uh, Summer asks if they can listen to some music or. <laughs> At this point, I would even take a podcast, uh, which yeah. listeners of this show uh, know that podcasts aren't all bad, right? Uh, you know, they're great they for a long commute across the galaxy. They they're, don't all. They don't they can, all. Suck. They can. They can be an enjoyable way to spend your time. You don't hear the symphony of atoms dying across the stars or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, um, and then. Uh, the memory Rick callbacks. Uh, these these might have been in contention for best worst parts of the episode for me. Uh, but the, there's there's <laughs> when, when they gain their set or their their separate consciousness again, and Rick actually talks about how there's a thirty year old version of me that's been keeping <laughs> yeah. our egos in check. <laughs> um, I thought that was awesome. Uh, so callback to uh, what was it the uh, what is that episode? The bird person episode called? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eternal French shine of it's yeah, it's yeah. the bird person episode. <laughs> um, yeah, but call one. back again to that memory version of Rick, and then the post credits tag where he gets caught in Jerry's mind, and Jerry's only understanding of how mechanical things work is with springs and cogs. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I just. <laughs> Every bit of that I just thought was fantastic. Uh, well, well, yeah, talking about talking about best and worst parts, Travis. Uh let's go ahead and go into your best and best and worst parts of the episode. Uh so the first thing here is is burger and fries chase scene. Yeah, I I I really enjoyed this as I don't know, maybe a kid of the 80s or something like that, but just like they're running through like a a planet that takes a takes some notes from Miami or something yeah. uh in 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 their Hawaiian shirts um felt, I, I felt, thought it was it felt just a fun sequence like like uh huh? it felt like a Al Pacino Scarface ish you know sure yeah yeah kind of Magnum PI or something like Hawaii 50 esque um <laughs> just sort of action sequence yeah. um well, always get I, shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah chest bump yeah, like what was there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I thought that was funny. I thought that um it was interesting and a very uh a, a very good way of showing them fully becoming at peace with uh embracing the new versions of themselves <laughs> that they had created. Um the, the second thing we have here is the rake gag to reset their brains. Now before we say anything about this, Travis, I don't know if this is your best or worst part, but to me, it immediately takes me back to the Simpsons Cape uh, Cape, Cape Fear episode uh, where where Sideshow Bob keeps stepping on rakes. And like, whap, whap, and then later in the episode, he steps on a random rake. It's like, um, and so... As soon as as soon as Rick <laughs> Jericky gets hit in the face of the Rick the rake, uh, like uh, to me that was I don't I don't know I was like that's a that's a good resolution to this episode let's do it I thought it was phenomenal and and I'll tell you why because it was set up from the very yeah, beginning okay. of yeah. the episode uh -huh. like people stepping on rakes and getting hit in the face is. One of the oldest animation <laughs> gags there is. I mean, Foghorn Leghorn and like Elmer Fudd, like old school Looney Tunes and things like that. You you had that happen all the time, right? Yeah. And so I just picture somewhere in the writer's room, someone being like, I don't, I don't know if it was like, all right, we have this whole idea of them merging, but how do we unmerge them? Well, maybe we do like a classic trope, like an anvil falls on their heads or, oh, what if they get hit in the face with a rake? Yeah, but why would a rake be out there? <laughs> and then just through a series of events, they create this whole subplot throughout the whole episode where it's like a whole rake situation from the very beginning that ends up being the thing that that, that gets them out of their jericky 
you know, condition. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just I think it's great. I think the way that it ties the whole episode together and kind of creates that resolution. I I love it. I I absolutely think it's great. I okay, cool. Yeah, we're we're on the same page with that. I I think I think the worst part, if we had if we had to define a worst part for this episode, it would be that on, on initial watch, and we talked about this already, that it was kind of confusing about what was going on. Uh, b- because yeah. because there are not there those cues don't exist to tell us like when it's a, a Rick or when it's a Jerry talking, um, so I th- I think that that was the main thing on 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 rewatch. Okay, cool. I know what to expect. I know where things are going. Uh, but that initial watch, I'm like, ah, uh, my brain, my brain. <laughs> and again, I don't know if this is me running you know outdated hardware or what. <laughs> sure, but. Uh, I feel like that happens quite a bit in Rick and Morty episodes okay. for me, yeah, for where sure. like sometimes the the initial premise, I'm like, okay, wait, what's going on? Ah, okay, I've got it. I've got it. And then by the time I've like figured that out, we've moved on because it's only like a 22 minute episode and, you know, we're, we're moving on in the story so that by the time I go back and watch it a second time, now I understand what they're setting up. Yeah. So then I can appreciate it a little bit yeah. more. Um, which is why I always recommend people watch the episodes more than once whenever possible. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. The, in, on the, on the Reddit, we have the live episode discussion pieces, right? We have those posts yeah. and people talk about them live. Uh, and then we have the, the post episode discussions. And then, and then of course people are posting their own threads on, on Reddit as, as they, days go by. And I, I, I think same thing like going into like movie criticism, film criticism, TV criticism. You should always, you should always, and we, we've talked about this on the show before. You should always watch what you uh, are enjoy more than once. Like once just to watch it, to just enjoy it another time to actually get some more critical analysis of it. Uh, and then maybe like, you know, multi- other times to get like more finite details, the the more minutia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like if, if you're, we did this for walking dead. Uh, if you're trying to, if you're not enjoying it first, then you're, 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 you're missing out on the experience. So, um, heavily recommend any of Rick and Morty episodes, like give, give them another chance. I'll leave like even slut dragon episode. It's still not my favorite, but on rewatch, I actually, en- it's, I it's enjoy grown it. on me a little it's, bit with the rewatches. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I, can't, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those those are our thoughts on the second episode of season seven, the Jarek Trap. Uh, if you like what we said, if you dislike what we said, we want to hear from you either way. If there's anything that we missed, your favorite bits or or anything else from the episode, uh, please let us know. Uh, send us a, a tweet. Uh, you can put a comment on this if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but now we're going to get into some listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, a couple of short outs real quickly. Uh, Pink Duck Princess, you, you, uh, a <laughs> typically watches on YouTube, yeah. uh, but it's always good for a comment or two. Thank you so much for coming back for season seven and uh, hope you're enjoying our takes uh, from, from, from the YouTube comments. Um, also a little bit of chatter on our discord, discord. Uh, which I'm going to be honest, Brandon, I don't know if our discord is open to the public i don't know if it's a patreon only thing at this point it was yeah 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 yeah. it's but it exists uh it's out there (laughs) uh some folks uh nikki chuck and zatchmo uh nikki chuck saying that uh they really enjoyed the premiere and you guys 100 correct opinions on the pod (laughs) i felt the same way about the voices nearly indistinguishable except for wayne uh, and the highlights slash lowlights uh, I guess I need to see Ernest goes to camp to fully grok the lawnmower. Yeah, you, you do. You do. Grok the lawnmower runner. Uh, I don't know what grok means. I, you know, I, I think it uh, might have been a typo. There's like a, a Nintendo 64 game, Turok the Dinosaur Guy. Oh, I played it. Yeah. Dinosaur cool. Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. But yeah, Ernest goes to camp. Uh, there's also a really good scene where, uh, the, you know, they're, they're fighting off the evil uh, businessmen who are trying to take over the camp and they shoot a bunch of turtles with, with parachutes. Uh, and while that's happening, the turtles happy together is playing in the background. So it's great. Great song. 
Great movie. Ernest, Ernest Goes to Camp. Okay. Phenomenal. Thatchmo says, I noticed more of a difference with the voices in the trailer than in the episode itself. Yeah. Uh, and then you go online, you see all these chronically online people uh, that say the voices are just absolute garbage, which is crazy to say. Uh, and Nikki responding that obviously only the most dedicated, highest IQ Rick and Morty fans would be able to tease out those auditory subtleties. Uh, ag- ag- um, agreed. And that's, this, that is co- the, this is the high quality uh, <laughs> conversation. I, I love it. I, lo- I love that you guys are, are in there. You're sharing your thoughts with yeah. us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh you know still being active in the community. And 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 your and your points are heard and they kind of echo what what we're saying is that if nobody knew that there was a, a change of voices, they wouldn't have said anything. Uh so I I do honestly believe that. Also Zashmo in the actual general chat Travis uh over on Elret that uh, October 12th to 2023 saying really enjoyed the most recent apathetic enthusiasm. Woo. Also excited for the Rick and Morty pods. We don't care about Rick and yeah. Morty pods. Apathetic enthusiasm. <laughs> Anyways, hey, uh, thank a podcast. Thank you, uh, thank you. So of of course, thank you to uh, uh, patrons. Thank you for for chatting with us. Thank you for hitting us up on 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 X and, and everywhere else. Uh, and most importantly, thank you for being fellow fans of Rick and Morty with us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We really do appreciate you. Uh, and and any feedback you give us is. More than welcome. Yeah. If you are just finding us for the first time, if you've gone through six seasons scared and alone, <laughs> but you now have found unity and you and you are watching season seven with us. First off, thank you for being here. Uh, but also take a minute, rate, review, um, share this podcast with uh, with the people that you know, um, helps other folks find the podcast and all those things. We appreciate that you're here. And that's it for this week. Next week. New episode. New episode. It's going to keep on coming. Trucking. So make sure you're subscribed. Uh, and until next time, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Uh, goodbye. I, I, I was going to do the... And so I just... I almost did like... And I'm Brandon. I almost did that. Like, <laughs> I'm Brandon. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm out of here.